My name is Matt Brown. You know what's funny about that? You know who was asking about you the other day? Who's that? Nobody. And let's start the show. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, February 28th, your final day in February, the final show of February 2024, and we have a great show for you, getting back into the groove of things. We're going to talk some sports today, specifically on the NBA, and before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So it feels good to be back in the groove of things. Didn't have a Wednesday show last week and now we're just back to normal. And we are about to start a very busy month. Well, next month, I should say. But this is the last day of February. We had a very good February. And then March 2023, we have the Oscars. We have March Madness. We have NBA coverage. We have NFL free agency. We have the start of the MLB season. We also have the peak of WrestleMania season. And we simply have a lot to get ready for. And you, the audience, are about to have a treat over the next few weeks. It's going to be great. So why don't we now get up, get our boots on, get your uniforms ready, put the pads on, and let's go and let's make some moves. Am I right? I know I'm right. So we're going to start with an NBA show today. Me and Fresh Faces are going to discuss the more than halfway point of the NBA season. I guess we're 75% of the way there. The playoffs start in about two months. So... This is a very important time. We clearly have people separated on who's a good team and who's a bad team. We have the seeding very close between the top six seeds. And remember, there's a play-in tournament now. So the six, seven, sorry, the seven, eight, nine, and 10 seeds are all close to each other too in both the Eastern and Western Conference. So there's a lot to talk about. So when we talk about the rise of the Knicks, the Celtics being dominant, the fact that the T-Wolves and the Thunder are on top of the West, but we have the reigning champion Nuggets just behind them. We'll talk about fun players like Victor Wembeyama and Colby White and Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, and Shea Gildress-Alexander, and all of that good stuff coming your way. So why don't we get into it? Let's talk NBA, me, and fresh faces. So let's get to it. Let's talk some basketball. Here we go. The show has started. Let's go! 
This is a very productive conversation. All right, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. It is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024, and we're about to talk about the NBA. We're about to head into a busy season covering the NBA week after week, and we're going to, and I will say it's getting pretty exciting. So um, let us begin our new season, the second half of the NBA season has begun so let us cover it for each and every single one of you fresh faces is here to begin it what's going on faces uh nothing much let's get this let's go all right let's go indeed a great to see you so first things first i figure we'll go around the league for this one i think it's fair to say the best team in the nba right now is the boston celtics they're staying healthy they're extremely dominant at home jalen brown and jason tatum seems to not be slowing down kp is still on the roster and hasn't gotten hurt and um this team is drew holiday is doing well they're actually playing defense the celtics team seems pretty dominant just 12 losses at this point of the season what do you think, Faces? Do you think they can keep this up? Do you think this this Celtics team can finally get over the hump after so many years since 2008, falling short, whether in the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals itself? Do you think um, the Celtics have the best chance at this moment to win the whole thing? Yeah, probably for at least the next like year or two. Like they have to get out of the East. Like the East is awful. They like if they don't get out of the East. It's either because they've had a catastrophic meltdown or like Kristoff got hurt. Like that's like it. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason they shouldn't make it out of these. They're, they're like a head and shoulders better than everybody else, especially if Embiid's out. Um, so, yeah, I, I still don't think that they're going to beat Denver. Um, but, you know, maybe they get lucky and somebody else beats Denver. But mm-hmm. I, I don't I think Denver's going to repeat. Cool. So the way I structure this, we'll talk about the East and the bigger teams in the East, then we'll go to the West. But um, staying on the Celtics, though, so you say the only thing that could stop them is pretty much the injury bug. But you still you think now things are all clicking. There doesn't seem to be any immense drama like there was in the past couple of seasons off the court. It seems they're really getting down to the X's and O's of the basket of actually playing basketball. And there's some legit team chemistry here, too. Well, it's not so much that. They're, they've solved their issues. I think, you know, moving on from Marcus Smart, they needed to do for their coach. Um, but I think it's more the fact that all the other potential title contenders in the East kind of fell apart. Like, Embiid, like Philly's not winning. They're on like a 23-win pace without Embiid. Like, they're not going to win maybe any round if they, depending on when he comes back. Um, I, you can't trust, like, Dame hasn't looked great this year. You can't trust Doc Rivers basically in the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you can't count on Milwaukee. Uh, the Knicks, I don't know if he, you know, if Julius Randle comes back, there's always the possibility he plays hurt or turns into a pumpkin. Um, when the Cavs had that stabilizing run, so this is this is a, a, a weird thing that needs to be mentioned. There are a lot of really bad teams this year. Like, yeah. truly horrendous teams. And a majority of them are kind of bad by accident, but it means that teams can go on like 18 and seven win streak or 18 and two win streaks because they play like the Pistons, the Spurs, the Warriors, or the Pistons, the Spurs, the Wizards, 
and like Portland like three times. Like they all suck. They're just they're all just different versions of bad. So like like Cleveland played a whole bunch of those teams to build up on that momentum. Like, yeah, they still, you know, you got to beat who's in front of you. But until they prove that, you know, they're better than the team they were last year, I, I can't imagine them, you know, winning a winning the East. So it's more that assuming the Celtics don't shoot themselves in the foot, they should be able to go through the, uh, the East pretty comfortably. I trust that. I trust that. And yeah, there have been a lot of blowouts this season. Um, a lot of people have been criticized in general. Doesn't seem to be putting an effort on defense. And as it's the NBA, not so much. I know the NBA is looking to do this. So there's there's two things. To this one, the players are just like they're just better. Like they they just are. Like guys are just better, and they're smarter, and defenses and offenses understand stuff better in in ways that they haven't. Um, also, yeah, the fact that. San Antonio, the Wizards, and Detroit are just awful. Like they can't guard anybody. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly helps, you know, skew it. I mean, the Celtics have had multiple fifty-point wins, um, like which is just absurd. Like the the Pacers, yeah, their are, wins are like, dominant. You bet those spreads like, if you. So have if them. you look at the the Nuggets statistics from this year to last year, they're the same. Like their ratings are the same. But where they rank is different just because everything is hot, is inflated this season. So it's not so much um, that just defense. And also the other one is is the guys who just like – like Trey Young is a really good example of this. Of guys who just barrel into the defense without a plan and throw it up and get bailed out. Like there's, there's a lot of that going on as well. Like that needs to be, um, uh, you know, figured out how to change the refing on that. But I think just players are just doing better, and they're just like so many skilled guys. Right. And I think so, too. And, and going into the next point, talking about the Sixers specifically, you mentioned how how Embiid's absence has really been an eye-opener for that team. Even the rise of Tyrese Maxey, he's not a number one guy, clearly. Tobias Harris is, um, you know laying out there. Nick Nurse is fine, but the the Sixers, as you mentioned, and I think you made a great point, they're just a 20-win team without Embiid. I mean, is this when you finally give up on the process, or is that done already? No. Um, I think if depending on if, if, uh, if Embiid comes back this season and he's healthy, I think you need at least one more year. Uh, because like he was playing, like he would would probably have won MVP this year. He didn't deserve it last year. Like let, let's be clear about this. Like mm-hmm. the reason Joel Embiid won MVP last year was not because Joel Embiid was the best player in the league. It was because people were like we can't give the regular season award to a guy who hasn't done stuff in the playoffs. Like that was their argument why Jokic didn't win it. Uh, so that's why I would have voted against him this year. But that's a petty answer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like. I, I don't know. I think you got to give it to him because this is the most wide open it's going to be. Um, and I think it'll probably be about this open next year because the. I, I if anything, I think it Milwaukee will probably be worse next year, um, and I think Giannis is probably out in a year or two. Um, the Boston, there's their their core is all under. Unless Drew is going to retire, their 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 core is basically locked in. You know, I don't see who else is 
coming up that they have to wear. Like maybe they, like who's the, who are the Knicks going to get this offseason that's going to make them, you know, title contenders unless it's like Embiid. Like they, they, I guess just if you be- want to, uh, I doubt because they are trending in the right direction uh, with Minnesota and people saying uh, Carl Anthony Towns may be an option there. But, but is Towns going to make you a, a Towns isn't going to move the needle that like, is he that much better than Julius Randle that you're going to be, you know, better than Boston? No. And that's the big question, too. Uh, when you so you saw in the trade deadline, the Knicks really improved their bench. That was the big thing there. And do they really need, quote unquote, need that special superstar? Is that it? Or do you build a team around in chemistry? And it seems that these bench players, the Knicks have been, they have been dominant, but they've been floating above water um, with, amongst these injuries, especially no OG and Julius Randle. But to tell you the truth of this moment, faces, I really can't pinpoint a specific target to actually pick, to actually move they the Knicks need, over like, the they needle. Need a, they need like a... Like, this is a team that, like, if Kevin Durant was a free agent, like, this is a Kevin Durant team that, like, with a Durant, you need, like, a, you need a 1A guy. If they get that 1A guy, they could win a title. But you need, like, a, a Durant, a Giannis, uh, like a Jokic. You need one of those guys. Like, that's what they're missing. They have a really good core. They had the best trade deadline. And I, I said this into our group chat, but um, the, everybody in, in Detroit needs to be fired. The coach needs to be fired. The GM needs to be fired. Uh, so I assume, did you happen to see last night's fiasco? There was three chances for Detroit oh, yeah. to win in the last 10 seconds. Then but, we have Dante know, DiVincenzo trying to tackle Asar. And no, then they get the no yeah. call. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, they got the, yeah, he absolutely got the, they got robbed of that game. They, Do you they think the did. refs gave it back for their loss against, what was it, Cleveland or Atlanta? I think it was Atlanta. And the rest—that's a legit theory I saw on NBA Twitter. Reckon I think they're completely two different referee squads, but wasn't that? I mean, maybe because for the eight-win Detroit team, it wasn't you know a, a total disaster, and it's just making fun of a team that can't win ever. But well, yeah, they, they're they're so I I want to get this because I think we'll talk about some of these teams of the teams that are bad. Only the Wizards are as bad as their record shows. Mm-hmm. The Detroit is not like Cade was right when he said that when they lost like 22 in a row. He's like, we are not a 22 loss in a row. Like if you rerun this season with literally any other coach, they don't lose that many games. It just does not happen. Why do you think this is not working? I mean, they have an established head coach first year, big contract in Monty Williams. They seem to have some core building. I mean, what's happening? As you mentioned, is it you solely on the coaching staff? I think so, because he's made like terrible coaching decisions. He, for no apparent reason, decided that I'm going to keep playing Killian Hayes over Jaden Ivey. Um, he keeps going, rolling out uh, fucking like all bench units where you're like relying on the, the like James Wiseman for uh, rim protection, and it, to be fair, like they had to, to alter some of the guys. Like when they made the trade for Bagley, um, they they opened, they got rid of uh, some of their worst players for to just like for regular rotation guys. But you know, they have pieces, and guys got hurt for for a while. It's but it's been a rotation thing. Like it's a rotation, and it's a lack of awareness. 
And also, this is a really weird roster that doesn't work and has a lot of like below NBA talent. Like James Wiseman is not an NBA player. Killian Hayes mm-hmm. is clearly not an NBA player. Um, I mean, you had Alex Burke trying to do like end game, like some of their out of timeout stuff is he just terrible. To go, come back and Quinton Grimes, he isn't moving the needle over there. Yeah, it's it's and like it just like Kate is like Kate is really good. Jay Ivey's been playing was playing really good without Kate. Like that should have been all season. Um, Asur Thomas is like a phenomenal defender. Like if he ever becomes just a bad three point shooter, that would make him so much better. But he's not even at bat. Like him and his brother cannot shoot at all. Mm. Like they're they're. I think they're the worst shooters in the NBA. Like it's not even close. Like they're like fourteen percent from three point rates. They cannot shoot without outside of like five feet from the rim. Unbelievable defender. Cannot shoot a leg. Speaking of those bad teams, how about the Brooklyn Nets? You know, they just have a, they made a coaching change at the all-star break. Um, it seems there is no hope over there. Um, nobody likes the owner. Some people say they're better off relocating. How about the Nets? Is there any chance for them, for Mikel Bridges to lead some resurgence not so to be fair to Jack Bond, who's not a great coach, um there wasn't a lot he was gonna be able to do with this roster. Um you were kind of hoping a lot of it really kind of relied on Ben Simmons being kind of Ben Simmonsy. Because like mm-hmm. if he was back to himself, this would be a better, a much better team. It would fit a lot smoother. Um but it's not. Like they're not good. And if the if Houston had really offered them five first rounders, including a bunch of their own back. And they said no for Mikhail. Sean, Mar- Sean Markson needs to be fired too. Like, Why do like you think be- he's still getting a chance? This is his fourth head coach. It's amazing how he keeps staying up. Well, <laughs> to be fair, Steve Nash didn't count because he, he was, was Durant's, Durant's mule. Yeah. Like, and then when they fired Kenny Atkinson, that wasn't really his, that was because of the, like Kyrie, like that's, era was like not really fair to mm-hmm. um so i i don't know who would take that job probably brett brown probably this this seems like a brett brown team more like a because mm-hmm. they're gonna muddle for a while like they're not gonna be good they, their their draft picks and stuff are all weird because they're tied into a whole bunch of other teams yeah um, but this is a team that needs to blow it up and it's also like even even if you even if they didn't get back their pick this year this is not a this this draft is not a uh, uh, a gutter to all star draft. It's a floor raiser draft. A lot of these guys in this draft are, if you have a core or you're building a core, these guys can be really good pieces. I think the first guy who's going to Alex Sar, I think he's going to be like a phenomenal defender. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of guards who could be like really good, like two guards or you know uh, pieces. There's a lot of interesting wing dudes. This this is a very um, you know, baseline raising draft. It's not a, like a superstar. Like maybe some guys will be superstars, um, but it doesn't have that. Like it doesn't have the pop of like Wemby. It doesn't. I mean, even doesn't have a pop of like a Kate or or like mm-hmm. a Lamelo or something like something like that. Yeah. Uh, it so seems- like, if you have to punt on this draft because you're, you know, you 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 tear it down this year, just tear it down. Like you can't. You should. It shouldn't matter. The Rockets gonna fuck up the pick anyway. Um, <laughs> Like they they've fucked up their whole rebuild, 
And who says that you couldn't have in the Mikael Bridges trade could have gotten Jalen Green and just had Cam Thomas and Jalen Green take turns going for 40 every night? Like that would have been at least exciting. Like you had, I'm actually surprised they didn't do more. Like, are you going to re-sign Nick Claxton? Why would you re-sign Nick Claxton? This team isn't going anywhere. Good question. Um, and he could be a solid trade asset for another team. Fortunately, it's too late, but somebody could have used him as a big man. Yeah, it's it's very weird that they didn't do more. Big mystery. And, you know, talking about also um, with the other underachievers, with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, we briefly hit on it, but let's go into it a little more. You get, you bring in Doc Rivers. I think he's what? Four nine since since taking over, as you mentioned, Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard is not his usual self. Despite making the All Star team this year, um, seems frustration with Giannis. You expect to see Giannis on the move, as you mentioned earlier. Is that correct? Well, here's the problem with this team: they can't guard it. Like they have no wing guys. Chris Middleton is not playing. Like he's he's just been hurt and he just hasn't played up to his standard. So you're basically relying on a couple of rookies to be like wing stoppers or Malik Beasley, who just isn't. Um, <laughs> so you you don't have the same per, rim, uh, like perimeter protection, which basically kills you in this league at this point. If you can't guard the three, it doesn't matter. Um, so a bit, every guard just like obliterates them every night. Um, and then Dame is not carrying the offensive in the way you would think it was. And then again, like, I do not know why the answer is Doc Rivers. Like, Doc Rivers has been the answer one time. And that one happened time. now... 15 years ago. Yeah, exactly, 2008. Like, like yeah, he's... It's it's cool, you got... Oh, we got Doc Rivers. Like, yeah, but, you know, he hasn't been successful. And I, I don't know how much of this is on him or this system, because, like, to be fair to him, it is hard to come in the middle of the season... And like revamp the roster. So I, I don't know. And the reason I think he's going, Giannis is going to leave is they don't have any way to get better. Like, unless you trade, you have to trade somebody like Chris Middleton. Like, they don't have any, they don't have any picks. They have like a couple seconds, I think. Yeah. Um, so you, you basically have to trade Chris Middleton, but like, who are you getting? That's going to raise like who are you getting in for Chris Middleton? That's going to make a difference. Like, I don't know. A lot of those questions would have to be for the offseason and, and and because much, it's so wide like, open. We have to see how these teams shape up. And, and how much does Chris Middleton have? Like how, how valuable is Chris Middleton at this point? Like who he, who's he's looking like, at, like he, he's like clay right now. He's just kind of there. Great career. Um, Fine career with his case. Um, we'll get his name recognition to get some type of minutes, but he's not getting the minutes like he used to. He's not draining a big shot, getting a big assist. He's um, not defending like he used to. Like, And they're old. Like, this was the problem. I think they would have been better off going into the season with the team as it was and then trying to make a move for, like, like if they had gone into the season with all their picks and Drew Holiday – Maybe they could have gotten Alex Caruso. Maybe they could have gotten, I don't know, DeJounte Murray. Although I don't know, like... I'm surprised they, I didn't, think, they didn't move him in this this uh, trade deadline. Well, I think they're more likely to move Trey. I think he's going to be... And uh, we can talk about that but when we talk about some of the other teams. But uh, I, I think having more assets, I think it was like, oh, we got Damon, it's big and shiny. But like, mm-hmm. is it? Like, you know, 
that I, I seems think... that the theme in the entire NBA right now is the big and shiny moment. And I know a lot of people have criticized the regular season, even mostly casual fans, but there's been plenty to enjoy in this season. I really think so. Excuse me. So when trying to attract these fans and trying to have the entertainment aspect, I guess the Bucks really wanted the name recognition. Reckon he hasn't added to the team chemistry at all. And I believe I read, you know, the moment Doc came in in that locker room, he said, man, something just seems off. And maybe it is. Just, I don't want to put all the blame on him, but this team was expected to make a deep run. And now people wouldn't be surprised if they made it as far as this, the second round in the conference semis. Well, they may make it to the Eastern Conference Finals depending on, you know, where they end up seeding. Like, if they don't play the Celtics or, like, a Sixers team, or the Pacers, because I think the Pacers can just just the way they match up, they match up pretty poorly with the Pacers. Um, I if it, you know, assuming they don't hit the, the Celtics or the Pacers, they can beat pretty much anybody else. I think. I think Giannis himself is just better than anybody. In a seven else game series, you think they could do that as well? Other than a beat and and the Celtics, yeah, I think I think they're better than the Knicks. Um, I think it would probably go to seven, and it would be ugly as hell. But I think they, I think the Knicks would have actually a pretty good shot against them with uh, with OG. Um, yeah, but, and that then that's the key, just with OG and the Knicks. Well, I, I have more faith good, that it's OG's just, coming back than Randall. Yeah, and Randall himself alluded to still not making it clear whether he's going to take the season ending surgery or not. Or he how said he far. wants to play this year. So yeah, I mean, this is what he did last year. He got hurt his ankle, and then he played hurt on it, and then he got the surgery after. Right. And, you know, right now at this moment, not having a lot of heat on Randall and it seems with the rise of Jewel, of uh, Jalen Brunson, he doesn't have as much pressure anymore. And I think it's fair to say it's Jalen's team now. That might make a big difference. And that's what we always wanted for as long as Julius has been on the has been on the Knicks. Understanding he's not a true one, but he could be a great two and supporting player in this. And, yeah, I think the Knicks will go as far as long as Julius comes back and we need him to. Yeah. All right. And so who, who we talk about next? Oh, I would, the, the, just the last thing on the Knicks. What have you thought? How, how do you think it, excuse me. What do you think about the rise of Jalen Brunson now? Finally makes the all-star team. He's really, he's averaging about 30 points a night. Um, you know, he's getting his assists in. Um, seems to be a real leader being embraced by New York. What do you think about uh, this true breakout on a mainstream level for Jalen Brunson and being the point guard the Knicks have always needed? The kid earned it. He's the best point guard since Jeremy Lin. Um, like, he's, you know, he worked his ass off and he's playing like at a really high level. I Do I think he could be the best player on a title team? I don't think so. But I also didn't think he would be this good when they signed him. So, you know, it's possible. But, you know, good on him. And the, the city needed some Because, like, Randall was a hard guy to root for. Because, like, every other year he was fucking terrible. And R.G. Barrett just never had it. Yeah, and he took it out on the fans as well. And see, now both of them are gone. Or R.J.'s gone with Quick. But, um, yeah, this is just and really the, exciting. The idea that, like, Quickly was suddenly going to, like, be this huge terrible loss to them it's just kind of goofy like 
I, I think I feel better now with um ba- with Baoji and um and Burks yeah. coming back, especially Burks coming back, being that guard off the bench. And again, when you're winning, there's not a lot of issues to come back. Dolan hasn't been criticized as much. Thibs Thibs has been having a good year again. There's a lot to look forward to with the Knicks. We just need everybody to be to come back healthy. Need Hardstein to come back. Um, I don't know what Mitch is going, but he could be a possibility. And it's not, and it's not like you don't have a bunch of assets. Like that's yeah. the crazy thing. You got both of those guys for zero first rounders, which is fucking like not even your own first round. Like the excess ones you had, like zero first round. How do you like that's insane? Well, I guess it's Leon Rose and it was being patient and showing that he might be a legitimate GM in this league. And yeah, we'll see how the next six weeks go. But if everybody comes back full squad, I really think they can make a deep run. Yeah, I don't see why not. The question is, like, how do you build on it next year? Um, you know, I really want to see them try to draft a big star instead of finding the big free agent. I think that's core's is worth looking into now, especially with those assets. But again, if there's somebody who's can't miss or becomes available, especially these next two years, got to hop in that. Um, and just some other teams in the East before we switch to the West. We have, how about this? The Magic making a push with Pablo, with Pablo Monchero really becoming, holding his own and having that catchy song. The Pacers with Halliburton and Siakam and a core they're growing over there. Um, you know, the Bulls and the Hawks are technically in the play-in, but I don't see them making a push. But um, regarding any of the other teams in the East that we haven't mentioned, especially with the Heat, Pacers, and Magic holding the 6, 7, and 8 spot, um, is there anything that these two teams, you think they're cooking up something for the future? Um, we saw the Heat as a play-in team make a deep run last year. Do any of these possible play-in teams can have the same fate? If the play-in is... is- well, right now, I, I think the Heat are probably better than they were last year. Um, I think Hawkes is better. I think, um, you know. Yeah, he's, been, a, Hawkes, he's been awesome to watch. They'll have a full Tyler Hero, presumably, for the entire playoff run. I think Terry Rozier gives them a little more punch. The problem is a lot of the guys occupy the same space, and they can't shoot threes. Um, so that is still a problem. Uh, I like the Pacers. I think they're they're an interesting team, and they got some young, uh, interesting guys. I still like their their first their first round pick, even though he's not playing a lot. Uh, Buddy Hill's finally going to make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, he's not. He's still in Philly. Uh, I don't know. I like the Pacers team. Albert's been really good. Um, the Magic, they're they're a weird team. I thought they were going to make a move. Um, I honestly like the trade. I really liked for them was. Uh, Keldon Johnson for uh, Markel Fultz and uh, and uh, what Wendell Carter because they have they still have too many guards and they they kind of have too many wing guys and I and again I don't always trust Jonathan Isaac um, I know he's really good but like he missed a lot of time and he's he he does a lot of like off court stuff that is just kind of like. Not not to say like you can have your faith, but like he wrote more books than he played basketball for like a three year span. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that actually. And like he he seems to be a guy who 
you know, given a little bit of a push in the wrong way, could find find himself saying stuff with the wrong people, uh, especially in like these because he because he has this like borderline like right wing like online thing. Like I know uh, I think he did an interview with Ben Shapiro and stuff like that type of stuff would worry me a little bit. And also his health. Like I don't have any idea how good he is because he's he, I, I, there's no precedent for. Well, that's not entirely true. Like he missed two years and I'm not entirely sure. I don't even remember what the fuck was wrong with it. Like his his his. Uh, I don't know. Paul is really good. France is really good. They're probably one more guy away. I think it's a guard. They need like one. This is this is really why I thought they should have traded for Dave. I think that would have been like the perfect place for Dave because uh, they need that one lead guy. Like they could have surrounded him with um, a bunch of wings, big ass wings who could defend, and uh, he would have been perfect. Like he could have done the crunch time for these kids because they're kids, they're NBA kids. Um, but they're they're guard away. Uh, I don't know where their guard comes from, but it's it's not on the roster. It's not Cole Anthony. It's not uh, Fultz. But shout out to Jalen Suggs for playing his ass off, understanding like who he is. Yeah, they really have a great future ahead. And while we now go to the West Coast, let's start off with your Spurs. I understand faces being dead last in the West. It's not fun. However, at least Victor Wimbayama is looking like a rookie of the year candidate already. Oh, hold on. This kid is first off, I let let me before I go on to just to gush it over Victor. Let's talk about this team. So this, the problem this team has had is a lot of the guys that were expected to be better have been just awful. Like Zach Collins has been borderline unplayable like all season long. Like he has been terrible. Uh, Calvin Johnson has not been good either. Um, so during the start of the season that and they were trying that point so bad experiment where it was him, Devin, Keldon, um, Wemby and Zach because and to be fair, this was an argument I made that you kind of need a bigger guy with Wemby to basically take the pounding so he doesn't have to. Um, and in theory, that worked because you had enough shooting with Wemby and uh, Zach Collins and and uh, Devin to to open up around like Jeremy Sohan, because kind of the point guard position in itself is a little bit redundant. Like you don't need to have an actual guard. You just need somebody to facilitate like dribble handoffs or swinging you to the wings or whatever your actions are. Like there's a couple guards who you could really do it, but like you don't really need a point guard to, to do it. So this made sense. Then what happened was Zach couldn't hit a three to save his fucking life. Like for those mm-hmm. first couple games in the first quarter, I think Zach and Wemby were 0 for 15 from passes from from uh, Jeremy Sohan to start the season. Like they just couldn't hit shit. Um, Zach still can't hit shit. Like it just it, he just can't hit anything. Um, so the the problem that happened was they were still trying to figure it out, and and Wemby was trying to figure it out, and guys were trying to figure things out, and then Devin got hurt for a while. So they that helped ca- cascade things, and then they kind of stabilized like putting Trey Jones there. And I think as the season went on, guys, like Devin's been much better. Jeremy's had some really good moments. And then like, there's a lot of guys, uh, Malachi Brennan's been really good. Um, but they have a lot of picks. Like they have a lot, they have, so this is, this is the thing before I get to, to Wemby. There was, a, there's a lot of talk that Bill Simmons is pushing a lot of this. And I think he's wrong. Um, is they need to get him a guard. And, you know, maybe they do, but the answers that the people have been throwing out have been the wrong answer. Like originally he said, 
go get Cade. Let's play trade three first rounders for Cade. And I'm Cade is not worth three first rounders. He just isn't. Um, because on top of not being able to shoot like at all, like he's not a good shooter. You got to pay him next year. Like you have that. Like how much is Cade Cunningham? Is Cade Cunningham worth fifty million dollars a year? Well, they're getting they, the way these these NBA salaries right. see, it's up like for everybody. Grab, that cap. They basically have a hard cap, so you can't yeah. be doing that type of shit. Um, or they said we'll trade for Dejounte. It's like why? Part of the problem is you need a guard who can shoot. Like Trey's not a great shooter. That's Dejounte's not a great shooter either. Um, and then they said, "Oh, get Trey Young." And the argument is, how many first rounders are you going to have to pay for Trey Young? And how much does Trey Young make your team? They've been literally 500 over the last 1,500 games. They're 750 and 750. I saw that. Seth. That's hilarious. That's, That's as mid as it gets. Yeah. Like, there are – it makes more sense. They're going to have potentially two picks. So they're going to have their pick, and they're going to have the Raptors pick this year if it falls outside of the top six. Um, they're going to have – Atlanta's pick next year. They're going to have a pick swap the year after, and then they're going to have Atlanta's pick there. So those are three really premium picks. And then I think they have another really high draft pick potential. I think they have a, a Chicago pick that could probably turn over. Um, they have a Charlotte pick that's basically worthless that they should look to trade. Um, but I think it makes more sense to build through this draft because this team is still kind of young. You don't really know what you have. And also, you didn't know what you had with Wemby this year anyway. Now we can talk about it. He may be the best defensive player of all time. The best defensive he, player of all time. He's as going a to be the. He, well, not yet. <laughs> I, 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 pre, I appreciate your confidence. Explain why. So he's going to lead the entire. He's going to have the most five by five games in NBA history. He almost has two already. He missed mm-hmm. it by an assist. Um, he is going to be. The wor- he's at his worst right now. Like barring injury, he will only be better than this. He's basically averaging three and a half blocks a game. Um, he's playing thirty minutes a game. Like he's not even playing that much uh, for for the statistical production he's doing. He's still not a great shooter. He still doesn't have a go to. He's still not great. His handle isn't that tight, and he's still kind of spindly. Like he's just going to get better. Like his defense is unbelievable. Um, just, uh, he's probably going to have the next quadruple double. Um, Mm. it's, it's just him. Like he's probably going to have more than one. Uh, he's probably going to have like, as soon as he gets into an overtime game without a minute's limit, he's going for 50. Uh, he, he's just like unbelievable. He's, he's, he's faster than people think he, his defense, like just his rating if when he's on the floor, they're like an average defense. And when he's off the floor, they're the worst defensive team in NBA history. Uh, he's unbelievably good. Like it is. And he's only like, he's a better passer than people give him credit to. Uh, he, the, um, when he went for the triple double against the, uh, um, against uh, Detroit, the first one, he almost had a five by five game that team too. I think he missed it by like two assists or something. Like he's just his his ability to uh, just impact the game in so many bad. Like we don't like this was a good year to figure out what to do. Like what is he capable of? Would it be nice if the team was better? Absolutely. Would it be nice if there was a you know a, a Cooper flag or another Wemby at the end of this tunnel to pair him with? Yeah, it would. 
I still think if they get the first pick, I think pairing him with Alex Saul would be just devastating for teams defensively because they're he's Alex Saul looks like he's going to be a fantastic defender. Um, but holy shit, is he better than like you? They're all fucked. The league is fucked. Like he's he he did a step back between the legs three over Kyle Anderson today. Like he's seven five. You can't do anything about it. Like once he figures out how to <laughs> shoot, like he's not a great shooter. And like once he gets at some point, he's going to get a Dirk Vader. He just is. And that's going to be the most unstoppable move of all time. Uh, at some point, he's going to have a go to move. Do you think he needs strong. to gain weight or do you think he's fine the way he is mobility? I, I don't know what his how big he is currently. He probably could put on a little bit more muscle. He does. He still looks very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, like he doesn't need to be Giannis. And he certainly is never going to be Zion's weight. But like. He probably could be, you know, bigger, just at least for protection. I don't know how much, I, and I'm sure they'll, though, you know, as Seven they figure four, it out. Like, 209 pounds, but still, you know. Yeah, because you, you don't want to take away his, because he's incredibly coordinated and he's, inc- he's, yeah. he's a good spatial awareness. So you don't want to take away that stuff by making him too chunky. Like, that's what happened to... Uh, to Timmy, at one point, he got too big and he couldn't move and he had to lose a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Well, you feel so, really yeah, good just, about this and you just need to build the team around him and you expect... And don't rush it. This is a dynasty leader. And is and you, you think Pop is the one to still stay and be the one to you know lead two different generations of Spurs championships? You think... In the next five maybe, years, well, do you think... The Spurs in the next five years, again. I don't think he's going to be there. He's going to be like almost ninety. <laughs> I, or, I, I think he's 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 either like mid eighties or almost eighties. Like he's pop is old. Like okay. I didn't. Kind of yeah, he's seventy five years old right now. He just turned seventy five this year. Okay, I, I didn't expect him to be here this long. I thought a couple years ago when his wife died, he was going to retire. I think certainly once they drafted Wemby, he was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck around for a little bit. Um, I think he wins one more. I think. I think, first of all, Wemby Yama has a chance to be the youngest MVP ever. Um, he just turned 20. So he has to win a, an MVP in the next three seasons. Yeah. Um, to to be the youngest. Uh, I think that uh, Pop wins one more than he retires. I, I think that within the next, they're going to win a title within their, probably the next four years. All right. I respect and I like the confidence in there. So talk about the team who is the reigning champion in the Denver Nuggets, currently the third three seed right now. You said it on this podcast during the season preview that you expect a repeat. You still feel confident about that? Yes. He's they're better than everybody else. Like part of the reason they and and I think they're going to get a bump from this. This is going to be kind of like the the uh, TV spike thing. I mm-hmm. don't think Jamal Murray is going to qualify for one of the All NBA teams. I don't know if he's played enough games because I know he got hurt for a while. And if that happens, because he's not an All Star, I, I think there's certain pay pay walls that he can't hit because of that, which would give them more financial flexibility in the future. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they'll be like, look, we we would we'll give you whatever your max is because you know he's unbelievable when it matters. Um, but I don't know. I, I I don't really see like 
you know, they're fine. They're letting the kids play a little bit. Jokic basically just, it's just like fuck it with teams. Um, I, I don't know. They match up really well against everybody except Minnesota. Uh, just because of how fucking big Minnesota is. But, you know, in crunch time, you trust Denver a lot more. So I think they're fine. I don't think they really care. Um, I don't think they're scared of anybody. And speaking of the two teams in front of the Nuggets at this moment, just by a game and a half, they're both have the exact same record. But the T will the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder are both the one and two seeds respectfully. We have OKC, this team of up-and-comers, this team that has very that has insane chemistry amongst them, and a team built from the ground up. You got to be impressed with what this Oklahoma City GM has done. And sure, there was a lot of years of straight pain and agony, and it's only resulted in picking the right people to create a core right now. With you know your Chets out there and your Giddies and all that. Um, and then we have Minnesota, Rise of Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Townsend, what they're cooking up. Two interesting teams, but you still think the Nuggets can overthrow both of them. But you mentioned how well, Minnesota has the best chance to actually compete with them. So there's two things with this. One, this is like Minnesota has to win a title within the next two years. They're 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 not like a they're surprised to be this good, but they're not a sustainably good team like they're they're capped out um and they don't have picks like they have no way to bring in fresh talent without shipping out Nas Reed or shipping out Carl Anthony Towns like they like they have to rely on internals or like end of the end of the bench guys to really you know or J.D. McDaniels becoming a better player like Anthony Edwards is like unbelievably good uh and he's gonna stay that way for for a long time um so, like, they have that, but, like, this is a team that's kind of capped out, like, and how much better they can get. The Thunder, on the yeah. other hand, just have all the cap. Like, they have – they. the thing is when you build the team and you, like, concentrate all this assets, you want a guy like Shea, who could be the best player on the title team. Yeah. And then you want to build – like, they have their three masks. They have their three guys. They got Shea, they got J-Dub, and they got Chet. Um. And that those are going to be their guys. Like they're going to max them forever. Um, they're probably going to trade Josh Giddy at some point. Uh, I don't know where to who. Um, but they have so many picks now; it doesn't matter. Like they could go get whatever they wanted, and I don't know if or when they will. But I think it was smart. I think it would. I think trading for Laurie Marketing would have been a good idea just to get another young guy who could potentially be there. Um, for a while, although I think his deal is up soon, so maybe, maybe not um, the best idea. But like having some of these like more distressed assets to have, but like they can go get anybody in the league if somebody comes. Like if Giannis becomes available, here's ten first rounders for for Giannis. Like they have the the assets to go go get anybody they want. But you know they should really just fuck with it. I think really they should have traded for Andre Drummond. Um, I think. That would have been a, a good idea, just because they're they're small, like they 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 just just like they're big up front, like with their their like big guards, but their 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 forwards and their centers are small, like they're all like six eight other than Chet, like they don't have any size, and that's a especially like dealing with somebody like Jokic, you don't have this, and this is this is also the Clippers issue, they don't have enough size to handle some of these teams, um, 
like t- uh, Minnesota is huge. Like Minnesota is a team that can that matches actually matches up really well with the top four teams because they're so big, and and Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels are phenomenal defenders that they have the ability to basically one on one guys yeah. and let their guys paint. Like Oklahoma City, like Shea's a phenomenal defender and Chet's a really good defender, but they're not like a big team in that way. Like they would have been. Like if you put the, this team in the league like like 10-ish years ago or like right as in the Warrior heyday with the small ball stuff, they would have been a perfect small ball team. But now the league is kind of trending a little bit bigger. They might have a little bit of an issue. Very exciting stuff there. And talk about some other contenders in the West right now. We have the Clippers in the fourth seed, Suns in the fifth seed, Pelicans, Kings, and Mavs all following amongst each other, all just a game apart from each other as well. Um, out of those four teams, before we look at who's in the uh, play-in right now, do you think any of them can branch off and compete with the other top three? Or is it just, you know, lame ducks right there and they'll eventually get out? The problem is you have to weigh for the Clippers. You have to weigh how good is Kawhi going to be versus how bad is hard going to be. Like, because you know he's going to be bad. Like this isn't – we have over a decade of evidence that Harden is bad in the playoffs. Like he just is. Um, so he's he's going to be bad. Paul George may be bad. Like if they're not healthy – like Kawhi's been healthy at this point, but Kawhi was healthy last year, kind of. Like if either Paul George or Kawhi had been healthy, they would have been in Phoenix last year. Um and, and for Phoenix, like they also can't guard anybody. I think Durant's definitely kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bradley Beal trade was a mistake. Yeah, right. Like big three, my it ass. just was. Although to be fair, they got out of Aiton's contract, and he's been an absolute disaster. He's been a fucking awful this year. Yeah, um, about in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just Nurkic is not like either healthy or good enough to be a starting center for a team that wants a title. But like. I don't know. They could get hot. I mean, the only team that took two games off of Denver was them, but that's because Devin Booker forgot how to shoot, forgot how to miss for two straight games. So, like, their offense, you know, when it's hitting is good, but I don't – they're another team that I don't know where the hell they get better. Um, as for, like, Dallas seems like they could be a sneaky team because, um, you know, Luka's fucking amazing. Uh, and then, you it know, seems Kyrie's been playing more – as we take and they built like a more balanced too. roster. Like Daniel Gafford's fine. Uh, PJ Washington may be good. Um, you know, now that he's all away from the Hornets. Speaking of which, it is an absolute travesty that fucking Miles Bridges is playing basketball at the NBA. Like straight up, he should not be in the league. Like if you're throwing Kevin Porter out of the league, Miles Bridges should not be in the league. Um, yeah. Just straight up. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe Dallas could be good. I mean, Kyrie, this is the first time in like a decade Kyrie's been normal. Yeah, um, right. That's what so, I've been trying to uh I've noticed too. It's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. They're like there's no reason that they can't get hot. Like Luca's good enough to carry a team through a couple of rounds. If they play the Suns, they're gonna advance. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't I don't know if he if it's a psychological thing for him or if it's a psychological thing, but but he's got the Suns number. And he doesn't give a fuck, and he's going to just destroy them. Um, the Kings, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make more of a move. Like, they should have gone after OG. Um, 
but I, I don't, I don't know. They're fine. This may just be like an iteration of just, this may be a team that never gets over the hump, but what it does is it makes the Kings a respectable organization again. Like this is not the Kings, like the, the, who the fuck was there? Uh, David Kahn. This is not the David Kahn Kings. Uh, or, no, that was the Minnesota Temples. He, this is not like the previous versions of the Kings where it was like 16 years without a playoff uh, win. Yeah. Like, this is like a respect, like a respectable organization that people. Yeah, can Mike like, Brown's hey, done you, great over here. there. Huh? Mike Brown's done a great job changing yeah, that he franchise has. around. I don't know how much better this team can be though. Like, they they definitely need another wing. And the only thing, as you know, like, just letting go of Halliburton. Look, sometimes this is what Atlanta is going through. They have two guards, and maybe the guy who you think is going to be better, or you think is better, like. He's going to be the one that gets you the more assets, so that makes more sense to move. But you can't say they lost that trade. Uh, I mean, they, they the big mistake was drafting Davion Mitchell the year after. Like that was the mistake. Uh, it happened. But yeah, it's man. An interesting team. And just keep just quickly on the Clippers. Did you happen to see the new logo getting released? And it seems like I they're really rebranding. I didn't look at it. I don't care. <laughs> so I was just wondering with their rebrand going into a new arena, having their own next year. I was just curious, can the Clippers finally break off and be their own entity instead of just being the younger brothers of the Lakers with this, especially getting their well, own arena and everything? I Well, yeah, they're going to keep most of their team together. I think they're all extended into next year, except for Harden. Um, yeah, I guess in theory, like they could be exciting. The problem is, for the past 15 years, their best players have been a guy who whose legs are made out of paper mache or mm-hmm. somebody else gets hurt. Like, they're just cursed. They're just cursed. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think you're wrong, especially in sports. And I and, and the one thing I'm curious about, especially with their billion dollar owner, that's finally we're going to take this chance to finally branch off and be our own. And uh, the color do much better than the other team in Los Angeles. Now I just thought it was the good move to release this new rebranding they're trying to do. And I guess more of those questions will get answered, seeing how far they make it in the playoffs and what they do next year. If they make any moves this summer, but um, it seems like they're finally going to they give a damn to and a lot of this will change, establish. you know, once the the stadium's fully built and stuff, like hopefully you know, Bomber actually paid for it and it was like a taxpayer thing. Um, oh yeah, I did see. I did the research today, and it is all him, all good. him. That's how it should be. That should every every team stadium. Your fucking owner should be paid for it. It should not come for the taxpayers. I um, agree with you. You're a billionaire, on that. And, you should pay for your own fucking stadium. And you know they're taking they they put their they put it in Inglewood next to the old. Because the Spurs are looking to 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 uh, move stadiums as well. Really, it's staying in San Antonio, I would assume, right? No, it's it's going to be in San Antonio. They're just, I think, going up uh, uh, I ninety five. Okay, uh, great stuff. Yeah, so I mean, look, they, this Clippers team we'll see in the next two years or so. Like, there's there's no there's no guarantee that like this team doesn't flame out and Harden gets upset and wants to leave. Where he goes, God fucking knows. Like, I think he's I, I think all he his may have lines. a. I, I think. After this season, depending on how bad his playoff performance is, he may have a little bit more suitors. But I, I don't really know who's like, you know what? Let's bring in James Harden. 
Oh, and that'll be the day. And, you know, with the other two teams in the bubble and two teams that are just so old at this point, but they are staying afloat where we have the Lakers and Warriors, Warriors in the 10 seed, Lakers in the nine, Lakers who won the NCAA tournament too. Um, Imagine if they pulled off that trade that allegedly happened. It just seems that, you know, the deal that apparently the Warriors are trying to bring in LeBron at the deadline that didn't go through. I'm pretty sure they leaked it after it didn't happen, but it doesn't seem like anybody cares, but the Lakers have some shot only three games over 500. Um, and then, uh, Warriors is two games over 500 there. Are we seeing maybe it's finally wreck and Steve Kerr just got a contract extension. Maybe they're transitioning to a new era. I know Clay isn't the same player at all. Steph's still keeping him afloat. Draymond's on his way out, I feel, after this contract. Well, Draymond came back and they kind of stabilized. Mm-hmm. Um, Odds has been good. Kaminga's been very good this year. Uh, Wiggins is showing life. Um, you know, they're they're coming they're coming into their own again. Um the war the Lakers, I don't even understand why they're bad. Like they're the same team basically they were last year. They like the guys that they brought in haven't been like Torian Prince sucks. Um what's it what which fucking heat guy did they get? They didn't get Max Struess. they got the other Gabe Vincent, I don't think he's played yeah. like at all this year. Um D'Lo's been pretty good. Uh Jackson Hayes is like nothing you know christian wood has basically done nothing like they should be better i don't know what the fuck is going on with this team and like, like I said, they've won the in-season tournament so what is it an yeah. effort thing uh i just think they're just and and like with the lebron stuff like you're not at the he's not like this is the year that it's like very clear that lebron cannot just paper over everything and just uh like carry a team, like he needs help. Very and, much so. You know, the, I think they did the right thing, not trading away their future for, I don't know, anything. I mean, they'll probably try to bring in Dejounte, uh, Trey Young next year, and I hope they do. Um, I hope they trade like a bunch of first and like garbage so that the the Hawks tear it down. Um, but like, I I don't know. I don't know how much of a different, how much better is Trey Young than D'Angelo Russell, and how much will he solve your problems with the fact that like you can't really guard anybody. Like, yeah, I I don't know. This Lakers team's weird. It, it, I think it's I think LeBron switches teams one more time. Really? I don't and know. which team would that would be? Which team? The one that Bronny James goes to? But it looks like he's so going to stay back. I know back. he said he he didn't want a farewell tour. He's going to get a farewell tour. Yeah, like, actually, I was Le- going to ask about that 50-50 on that. Like, come on, LeBron. No, LeBron's farewell tour is going to be him and both of his fucking kids on the same team. Like, that's okay. that's going to be his farewell tour. So we got like a – that would mean like a solid, what, five, six years left, you think? No, I think it's only three. I think Bryce is a junior, I yeah, and I know Bronny James is definitely coming back to college next year. You well, see. To be fair to Bronny, the kid missed the season with an ACL tear, and then he almost fucking died. Like, yeah, and has a Demar Ham, a similar Demar Hamlin heart condition incident. Um, so, like, the fact that he's playing at this level, period, is just impressive as itself. So, give him another year, and he's in a weird spot too with the other guards who are ahead of him. Um, give him another year. It doesn't mean he's not an NBA player. It's just this is not a 
a good spot for him, that he doesn't need to come out this year. Let him come back next year. Um, but I think that Bryce is better. Uh, he's just bigger. And I, I think that's kind of what scouts have kind of put. And I think that draft is going to be a legacy draft anyway, because I think it's also going to have the Boozer kids and Carmelo and Gilbert Arenas' kid. <laughs> they really, I saw, I saw that clip on Twitter with that, with, you know, everybody making you feel old. Hey, I know this was last week. I meant to ask this. So we had to push this a week because I got hurt, but the all-star game, I know again, reckon it's old news. You know, a lot of people were critical of it. Seems like the players weren't really trying that much. No defense whatsoever. Scored over 350 points together. Um, I'm just curious your opinion because I value your opinion on the NBA. What did you think of the All-Star game? And you go from there and we'll we'll branch from that. I want to very briefly before we talk about the game, I want to talk about the 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 rookie challenge where they had the, the they yeah. drafted the team to play to 40. That was excellent. But fantastic idea. You can't have the G League guys there. And and let me explain why. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're worse. It's because they tried too hard. Like, like you can see it when Victor was playing. He was, like, fucking around. Like, you need one or two guys who's going to care, like a Benedict Matherin cared. But you need just – you can't bring a G League team in because all of them are thinking, this is my moment to show all the NBA guys that I could belong on a team. And they're going to play their ass yeah. off. And they it's a higher chance that somebody's going to get hurt. It's an exhibition game. Like, I like the, the format. I don't think having the final game 25, I I think that's kind of a little, I think maybe kick that one up again. Uh, I think 40 for all of them, but like that was exciting. Like that was a fun, exciting thing. I think having the G league team there is a mistake. Um, there's two ways to fix the all-star game. Emblem ending where you have like a set target score at the end and it matters. And, and you have to put some type of way to matter, whether it's like first, first you get home court advantage, you get, um, you know, like a pick or something or money. Like that's how you make that matters. You either give them a, an end target where they have to like play for a game where it matters mm-hmm. or you have to put some, like they put five, like the, remember when we were talking about the, the in-season tournament game and we were all like, I know I've said this, well, it's $500,000. Well, they make $15 million. They don't care. Right. Yeah. It's for the bench players really wanting to. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to have to make it more than that because Mm-hmm. You know, who's making the least amount of money, whichever random ass rookie is at the end of their deal. And he's probably making, what, $4 million? Like, they'll care. But Jalen Brown's making, like, $70 million. Uh, fucking LeBron has made, like, a hundred, uh, like, three hundred billion, like, a billionaire. Like, I don't know how, if money is as much as an incentive, some type of, like, home court advantage or... Yeah, like the home court advantage for the NBA Finals. Yeah, like, something like, like that. You, you need to give them – you can't just let them – because and also the other thing to it is like it's an exhibition game. This is the best sport to have – like them in hockey are like the best sports where you could have like an exhibition game because like football had to switch to flag football because guys were going to get hurt otherwise. Yeah. Like it's, it's the perfect – like this is the type of thing. Like you got guys shucking it from half court. They're throwing alley-oops from like 45 feet away. They're just doing windmill dunks and shit. Like that's kind of the point. These are the best players, best players, you know, that you can build this roster with based on fan votes and, you know, who gets hurt and shit. Um, but like you got to make – you have to add some incentive for them. But I, I mean even – like I, I just don't care about All-Star Weekend anymore. Like I haven't – like the dunk contest is dead and I don't give a shit anymore. 
I think the the NBA uh, the Sabrina versus Steph thing was interesting. Um, if they they should bring back close. the uh, the 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 half court challenge where they had the whichever the host city was, they would have like three teams, and it was like uh, a current NBA player, a poor NBA player, then a WNBA player, and they would do the the free throw, the free point, three pointer at like the half court. Do you remember yeah. that when they used to do that? I do. Um, yeah, going like, through the shots like you know, like you said, free throw to three to half court. Right, like that would be better than the skills challenge because skills challenge is every year and nobody cares. Like the mm-hmm. only highlight from it this year was Scotty dribbled off his foot. Oh, and, and how then about shot, yeah, him him shot doing the lefty? The People criticized him. He said he like really showed how much he didn't care for being there. I think even Draymond yeah. mentioned he didn't appreciate his approach. Yeah, it's you just gotta you gotta put some incentive to it. If the incentive is not just enough, because like. And, and holy, the, I think the best idea I saw for the dunk contest is don't announce who's in it. Is just like have Woj do like kind of like when he's doing draft picks is like, oh, Jalen Brown is hinting at doing the all-star game or doing the dunk contest. Ja is hinting at doing it, something like that. But again, you can't have G League guys in it. Like nobody gives a fuck. Like Jacob Thompson. <laughs> if you're going to bring a guy who's not an NBA player, Bring in one of those like professional dunkers. Yeah, and they you can't come up with a very cool dunk. Like one of the things it just seems so repetitive. We've seen these dunks before, but yeah, I mean they're all jumping over each other at this. Did point. you did you happen to see if I I was just scrolling quickly through Twitter? I forgot to screenshot it, but I guess Vince Carter talked about how there was yeah, the, were, yeah that they were yeah, very close for doing a. Yeah, a four-person dunk contest for a million dollars. It was like Kobe, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, and I can't remember the other one. That would have been cool, and for some reason, I don't know, it it just ended, but... Yeah, it's, you know, the guys just don't care. Like, it would be cool if we got some, you know, like, better guys, like like a Jaw or an Ant, or, like, Mm -hmm. like Zion's never going to do it. Um, He probably should, but I think he's too fat. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like they just, it's just not like dunking is not the same anymore. Like, yeah, it, 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 it has, it's not like, it's like, it's cool when guys get posterized, but it's not, you know, the game has evolved. Like there used to be guys who were just good at basketball, who were bad at basketball, but could dunk real good. Right. Like James White, James White was not good at basketball, but he could dunk real good. So teams would have guys like that on their roster to like dunk on people. Uh, and now they don't, that archetype doesn't exist anymore. True, but hey, we'll see if they ever figure it out. Now, before we wrap up, is there any team or has there been any player that has really impressed you so far or someone to look out for now that our coverage becomes a little more consistent at this point of the year? Is there anything we should really pay attention to as we get into the final the final 25 games of the regular season? I mean, Kobe White becoming like a really good player is good because I always thought oh, yeah, he was for, for the Bulls. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I mean, that's that, that's just a terrible run franchise at this point. But like going on Kobe White, um, you know, for stepping up. Uh, Keontae George is fun. Um, it's, you know, it's good that a guy who was supposedly dead is now playing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, the uh, the anti-vax um, uh, people made a movie called Died Suddenly. And one of the, the people shown in that video was a basketball player who collapsed. It was Keontae George. Keontae George did not collapse because of the vaccine. He had some type of 
heart issue or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's really good. Um, I don't really know. Like the like most of the young guys who are like fun watching are are good. Uh, like we know who they are. Like you're gonna try to watch Wemby whenever you can. Um, and then there's most of the other teams. Like everybody has something pretty much to watch, except. I would say basically, except for Washington, but like you don't watch Washington for the basketball; you watch it for like the the comedy, of <laughs> whatever kind of dumb shit Jordan. Like Jordan Poole is unbelievable, um, but no, I actually let me rephrase that. I think Detroit is the only team that has no no reason to watch it. Like it's just a disaster every like it's it just is like. It's just a bad team. And I don't know how it gets better because there's not a guy in this draft who's going to make it better. They uh, used to be such a great franchise faces, so established, you know, winning titles, well-respected, feared in the East. But what I mean, a the difference a decade. Six times in a row in the finals. Yeah. The they were, they were, yeah, they were, you know. What a difference. They, they got to get rid of him. years makes. Like, he's the, it, it's just, yeah, but that, that steep contract, though, they owe him a lot of That's money. That's the only they reason he's him. still there. It's because they paid him. Like, if they were paying him $3 million a year, he would have been gone. What is it, about $70 million the entire contract, I think? Something insane like Over that. Over five years? Yeah. OMBA. But this was great. Thank you, faces. We'll be seeing you more often, and we're looking forward to it. And... One great thing you mentioned, that this league is wide open. So let's see how everything unfolds. We'll see you very soon. Thank you, faces. Have a good one. This is a very productive conversation. Great job talking with you on the NBA, Faces. You are always a pleasure to speak with. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at ProdCovalPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we're back at it on Wednesday with a brand new tweet cap as we go over what is trending in our crazy world this week. We'll have Ryan and Cara for that one. And then we're back next week with some more coverage, which includes Oscar preview. That's right. We are previewing the Oscars again. We definitely have Ryan joining us for that. I got to check in with Chris Bailey. I still haven't yet. Um, I'm sure we can arrange something. So we're going to start previewing the Oscars next week, react to it on the 10th of March and we'll go from there as we wrap up this award season for the 2023 year in film and then we just have some more great content coming your way as I mentioned March is going to be a big month for us as we kick off our first show in the month of March on Friday from covering the NBA NFL free agency, the start of baseball, March Madness, the Oscars, and a lot of other great things in between. So it's going to be a good month. We are rested up and we're ready to go for it as we get closer to accomplishing our goals and growing this brand 
and giving quality content to the greatest audience we have, the greatest listeners in the world, and making sure our community enjoys every single second of what we create for them. We love and appreciate every single one of you. I want to thank Fresh Faces New Ideas for coming on the show today. I want to thank Dolo Ren, a.k.a. Alex DeJesus for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for supporting us no matter what. I mean, the very best fan base a podcast can ask for. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I will see you on Friday and be sure to make big moves during the rest of your week. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family and I'll see you on Friday. And let's introduce to you a brand new outro song. Thanks to the great stand-up comedian Morgan J. He's on the rise. Check him out on all social media platforms. It's at Morgan J. He is just so damn talented. And I hope that he's okay with us using some of his music to close out the show. So Morgan J, everybody. And we will see you all on Friday for the next episode. Peace. Hopping in here, in here. What's everybody doing? Doing. It looks like they're, it looks like they're having a good time. Just with a couple, with a couple friends. Yeah, we falling. Yeah, we vibing. Yeah, we just, yeah, we just straight riding. Me and my best friends. Yeah, we diving from the top of a rim. See you later, my guy. See you later, my guy.